Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology, and first daily Mormon history podcast. I'm Rick Bennett. In our final conversation with Bob Roylentz, the author of the Yucatan Peninsula Theory of the Book of Mormon, we're going to talk about the kings of Tikal. He thinks that uh, really adds some evidence to his theory. We'll also talk about DNA. It's going to be a tough one for him, I think. Also, we're going to score his theory versus other theories. So how does his theory stack up? You won't want to miss this conversation. Check it out. I'm trying to remember what else there is. I don't want to play too much of a critic, but I feel like I do have to ask the critical questions. Oh, yeah, we're um, we're here for... What else is there? You know, we could talk about the kings of Tikal, if you want to talk about that. Okay, how do they relate to the Book of Mormon? We have got a publication out where we identify 34 connecting periods or dates between the Tikal... The, the Lamanites, the, we, we figured that was a Lamanite stronghold. And the king's, uh, the most impressive date connection is when the, uh, when that final war took place at 375. And then there's, uh, when the, when the first, there was, the first time that the people started to leave the church after Christ came was around 90 A.D. And that's about the same time kings started up again. So we think that that was... And then the the fact that the 350 A.D. treaty happened the same time a new king arrived that was very aggressive in his fighting. And then we... we uh, the the uh, general from Tiwa Khan was was in various cities on the west side of the land of, uh, of, of Camorra, preparing, it appeared like he was preparing for the battle there in Hommel and then also in Ria Azel. They were just on the very edge of the land of Camorra. And the uh, fact that the, uh, the, that the uh, sacrificial ch- children was, was in that area. And we have about 35 of these things all planned out. It just is beyond any, to have all that many connections would, is uh, pre- pretty impressive. And uh, we have, Do we, we have, have any Book of Mormon names in there? Or These are Mayan names, I'm guessing, so they probably they yeah, might well, be hard well, to match them up. <laughs> and I, yeah, that's I don't know how good. that got there. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, that whole area there is just really... Uh, uh, amazing! The uh, final Jaredite War just fits like a glove, and how the waters of Ripley Ancum, and the Hill Comnor, and and how that the route that they took uh, just fits really well, and uh, and so these are all things that just add up, you know, keep adding up, and um, one of the things that. Uh, that, that I, I love to do when I go there. I, whenever I go through, there's a there's the narrow strip of wilderness that goes from the East Sea to the West till it hits the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost a consensus amongst the uh, Mesoamerican people, that that is the narrow strip of wilderness. Well, there's one place where there's a gap in that strip where people go through. And like the Book of Mormon says, there's that the Moroni did a lot of... Uh, fortifications to keep the Lamanites on the south side of the narrow strip of wilderness. Well, if you go through that gap, you can see these fortifications right there. 
And, and then, then I just sit there and say, okay, now this, just envision, you know, uh, the people of Ammon all going through that. <laughs> just envision the sons of Mosiah coming through that neck. You know, and, uh, and you go down the list, you know, and it's kind of fun to sit there and say, hey, you know, this is where it really happened. And, uh, and that, that's just a, a very, very uh, persuasive, you know, part of the Book of Mormon. That, that, that's, that's where it all, those things took place. Uh, another thing that was uh, that really fits is the Hill Riplaw War. Man, uh, we've got a place that nails that. Just uh, uh, they go from uh, the uh, Lamanites were attacking the the Ammonites in Jershon, and Moroni had such an army there that they he he, he, he they decided to go another place to, to fight, so they're going to go to uh, to Manti. So they went around this, the South Wilderness, which we've got nailed, I think, really well, to the headquarters, headwaters of the Sidon River, mm-hmm. the Passion River. And there's two, string, there's two rivers that come together, just about the right spot. And then the Lamanites went to this hill, and they had to climb the hill. Now, why didn't they just fill the river? Because the river goes under the ground. And then it comes out on either side of the hill. And so they go up on the north side of the hill, where Moroni is stationed with his group, well, not on not on top of the hill, but down on the bottom. So the, it says they go by his on the by Moroni was on the west side, but they end up on the east side of the river where the the, the uh, soldiers of Lehi. Well, we have that route perfectly set up, and then Lehi drives them back across the river, and there's a deep uh, channel there. That describes perfectly how how they they had the advantage of over the Lamanites, and so they're just those kind of things all the time that just fit just really well, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, I don't see how it could happen any other way. I mean, I don't know, you know, if you take that literally, you know. And then another thing is when they had the war where where the uh, Lamanites were chasing, they were in the land of Gideon and they were chasing the Lamanites to Zarahemla, mm-hmm. and they met them on the, on the banks of the Passion or the Sidon River. And they piled up on the river, and they had to throw, throw them in the river so they could get back across and chase them again. And, but they said, and this says that they went north, northwest. Well, the, 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 the Sidon River was going north, so how'd they go northwest? Well, the Sidon River takes a turn, so it allows... Then they go chase them up what we call Hermounts, uh, or not her, uh, the, the uh, national park there of Lanacondum. And that all fits just perfectly. So it just, I mean, it just goes on and on. We can just, I can spend all day just taking every story in the Book of Mormon. Uh, Lehi's failed attempt to find the, the Zarahemla. Perfect, perfect reason why they wouldn't have found Zarahemla. And uh, they just followed the wrong river. And, uh, and then the, then the, uh, Richard Hauk and his studies in in the Salama, there's, he came up with about forty reasons why that why that is so, and I came up with another ten after after all, all of our other things have fed in well, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that just seems like it just goes on and on like that. And so, yeah, I, I agree that the Atlantic crossing is a problem. I agree with that. But there's 90% of these Book of Mormon guessers agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I haven't I haven't paid much attention to try to prove that. I just thought, well, that's one thing that I'm just going to say. Okay, well, that sounds okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that uh, the uh, Nahum is a really good evidence. In fact, that's really the only that is the only t- pl- thing that we have as pure evidence is Nahum in the Middle East. Yeah, <laughs> and then they you know then then from there on it's pretty persuasive. Hmm. But anyway, well, I feel like I have to ask you the DNA question because that seems like to me that's the biggest one of the biggest problems for any of the American theories: Baja, Mezzo, Harland, Delmarva. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to say about DNA? Well, the church has come out pretty strongly that there's that's 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 a uh, though. One of the things, though, that, that I was wanted to do while I was in Guatemala was to get some of their DNA. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to find any, tried to find DNA there. But one of them had did have his DNA, and it there he had uh, some uh, indication it was from Jerusalem. It wasn't X two A, was it? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know whether there's if that makes any sense or not. But so you're he, not really a DNA expert, is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there's, I don't know. You know, uh, just uh, I don't know. I just when I read the, the stuff the church puts out, I don't put much stock in DNA. Okay. Information. So that's not an issue. But for I you. am. But I do would like to take some DNA there just for the heck of it and see what the, what they are. But that's expensive, so I can you know, decide not to do that. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I mean, my understanding is usually it doesn't. It's not Middle Eastern DNA; it's Asian DNA. So, yeah. One of the things, though, uh, uh, that uh, the uh, Ketchi language has a real close connection with the Hebrew language. I've been t- uh, told. I've been told that several times while I was there. So, to me, there's a pretty strong connection right there. I know Brian Stubbs, and I need to get him on. Uh, maybe this will. I, I hate he lives in the Four Corners area, and I hate doing a Zoom interviews, but I may have to in this case. But he says he's found some parallels with Uto and Aztecan, but I don't think that I don't I don't believe that's related to Mayan because you you're more of these are Mayan um, peoples, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and well, you got to remember that the Olmecs. Assimilate into that Mayan society in a really big way. In fact, there's. What's the language of the Olmecs? Do you know? I don't know. They they. I don't think it's Utoat second. <laughs> but uh, you know the the, the that final Jardite War. Who was mm-hmm. that with? Was that was that Maya and Olmec fighting together? Against each other. Yeah, each other. I mean, each other? Could be. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was Lamanites and Nephites. Well, that's the Jaredites. Oh, you're talking about the Jaredite War? The Jaredite War. Okay. So you think that the Olmecs and the Mayans were fighting against each other? for the- I think that's a possibility. I think it needs more research. Uh, but but uh, La Venta was destroyed. Well, they, they, they totally... Uh, or not destroyed, it was ceased to exist around 400 
300 to 400. The Laventa tribe? It's Olmec. It's Olmec. But that, Laventa is right on the edge of the Book, our Book of Mormon lands. And so they could have used, taken forces from Laventa to help support the war. And, uh, but that's also, that's highly speculative in my mind. But it's kind of fun to think about it. As maybe that's the reason for the war, you know. I know Coriantumur was moaning over the two million of his people that were lost, you know. That was before the war was over with by far. And uh, and so what about the other people? Who were the other people? Mm -hmm. Who were his people? Who were the other people? Uh, to me, that's a real good question. And I think the Omax could fill that that. Okay. But it's that's not not I don't consider that as a real firm uh, evidence. All right, so we've got another special guest. Tell us your name here. <laughs> I'm Russell Anderson. You're the guy who helped me get the interview with Bob, right? That's right. Bob's my brother-in-law. <laughs> okay. So you wanted to hop in on the DNA issue? Yeah, on the DNA, they say, well, the DNA's Asian DNA. Well. So is Israeli DNA, Asian DNA. We don't really have an a, a Jerusalem DNA. And so... Yes, we do. Well, no, there are some DNA markers okay. that, uh, that some of the priestly class in Israel use, but that's not all of the tribe that uh, Lehi and his family came from. We don't know that they had those, those particular markers. Uh, they could have easily been Asian DNA. And so the DNA is kind of a, a red herring. Okay. Well, let me let me just throw this out at you. I don't know, Bob. I don't think you you follow my my blog very much or my podcast. I'm going to. You're going to. That's great. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Um, so the the one thing I want to say, I did an episode, a couple of episodes on the Lemba tribe. Are you either of you familiar with the Lemba tribe? Only minorly. Okay, so the Lemba tribe is a Black African tribe in South Africa. They claimed to be Israelites, basically. They did a DNA test, and shockingly, they, they have Jewish DNA. It's called the Cohen haplotype. Um, in some ways, they date kind of similarly to the Lehi, time of Lehi. Um, I mean, they're just black as black can be. <laughs> they, they have a lot of ancient customs from ancient Israel from that time period. And so I will say I find it frustrating when people kind of dismiss the DNA and go, oh, we couldn't find DNA. We don't know. I'm like, yes, the Lemba tribe is a perfect example of this. You know, I, there's actually an African um, theory for the Book of Mormon, but the, he leaves out the Lemba tribe like he doesn't even know about it. I'm like, if you're going to claim Africa, at least put it in South Africa where the, the Lemba tribe is because it doesn't make any sense here. But um, anyway, so I still think that's a real sore spot with uh, any, any Book of Mormon geography theories. We've never been able to tie anything, but the Lemba tribe has been able to tie, tie back in there. And so, true. anyway. The head, the head of one of the departments at BYU. Here, let's move your mic over there so you can hear that. Anyway. You can pull a little closer. Go ahead. 
I don't want to talk any more about BDA. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to say something about the head well, of BYU. Uh, off the record. Off uh, the record? No, we're on camera yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I won't. I won't get. I won't get my BYU friends in trouble. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say on the okay. Turn the mic. The narrow neck of land. Um, the it, Bob was talking about how there's there's just these lakes okay, and so I need forth. To turn over here. Let me zoom in on the map a little bit. But there's also, isn't it true, Bob, that there's no archaeological ruins in these areas? Where the, where where the, the lake necks was. Are. Where the lakes are. Yeah. And even all the way to the coast, there's no archaeological ruins. So that's another question I had. I knew I should have picked up three microphones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, the South American theory, one of their big theories is basically most of South America was underwater. And so Chile becomes basically an island it's perfectly north-south. It's great. Problem is, if all of, if most of South America is underwater, it, it that how, that was true like two million years ago or something. Yeah. It, it was It's not true for Book of Mormon times. No. And so, as we're looking at this map of, of the Yucatan Peninsula, what I'm curious about is these lakes. Did they go all the way to the ocean, or were they just big like the Sea of Galilee lakes? Um, no, they didn't go to the ocean. Okay. So you, you're probably going to ask, what about Hagoth? You know. Okay, I wasn't, but go ahead. <laughs> well, Hagoth uh, went. There's the, the outlet of the West Sea is uh, is the San Pedro River. Anyway, continue about Hagoth. Yeah. So uh, it said he went northward. And then another place he said he went to the land, the 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 the, the land northward, which is more of a place than a, than a direction. But there are some people think, and I like to play with this idea that he went north to the if he went directly north from the outlet of the Usimacinta River, he would end up at the mouth of the Mississippi. And a lot of the things that happened in the uh, up in the Iowa. And so you're tying this all into Heartland here. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that. <laughs> so there's a perfect example why they have some of the things. You know, the, the, uh, those those mounds are. Heartland connects everybody now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, you know, I've, I've watched some. Podcasts or YouTube stuff on on, on the that area, and they I'm going to get your email address. I'm going to give you hours of stuff to watch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, and they are totally convinced that it has Maya influence. Some of those, a lot of those uh, pyramids, they don't have stone, so they have to build it out of dirt. But oh, you're talking about the the mounds in the yeah. Iowa and everything. Yeah. Okay. And there's a certain period of time in there where and the Heartlanders are, seem to be onto something, where they were fairly advanced people, you know. And so Hagoth started the Heartland. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it's something you ought to just dismiss, you know. But I'm not going to say. Remind me when was when did Hagoth live? Do we know? Was it, it was in about 80 BC, something like that? Okay, 80 BC. Okay, so right before the time of Christ. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, Something I, like that. I, I that's thought he was after Christ. No, no. Okay. I can't remember either. We could find out real quick, but uh, uh, that's a, that's kind of a fun thing to think about. And uh, he went northward. Well, if you look at the the uh, standard Mesoamerican model, if he if he were to leave at the at where they say the narrow neck of land is, he'd go west for two hundred miles. Then it, then it turns around and goes north for a little bit. So here again, the directions don't add up very well. Where we go straight north, you know. And uh, but I do think that he took some of them into the land northward because it says so. So uh, who knows? Hmm. Okay, what else have we we need to cover? Uh, Oh, one thing. Do you have a website, by the way? I should ask that. What? Do you have a website or book or anything yeah, no. about it? What, what is it? What's your website? Book of Mormon.org. Book of Mormon Book of Mormon Book of Mormon Lands. 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 Okay. It's, it's sort of out of date, but, uh, but it has a lot of good stuff in it. Okay. Uh, so there's a, an area in the, that I find really fascinating in the land of Nephi. I call it the uh, Amulon district. Amulon was one of these bad guys from the King Noah, and uh, and he he set up a, a, a town there, uh, fairly close to Jerusalem, where we have the the, the land. and then he's given the uh, the authority from King the King of uh, of the land of Nephi to supervise Shilom and Shemlon, and he's already over his own town of Amulon, and he, he is the one that built Jerusalem, and he is the one that that uh, is controlled over Helam, Alamon's group. So I call that the, he, the Amulon district, and it also includes the Forest of Mormon and the, and the, uh, the, the baptismal area of uh, Alma, and it all just fits like a glove. I mean, it's just a, just a neat. And then when, when the Ammon... Uh, goes into Ishmael and and has all those miraculous things happen and there's about six t- towns in that part of the area that all you know, become Ammonites you know um, Medoni uh, Shemlon uh, Laman uh, anyway so the, if you're going through uh, Guatemala on Highway 5 Essentially, everything to the west is Ammon country, and everything to the east is Amulon's country or the Lamanites. Hmm. And it just all works out just like uh, like it, you think it ought to. <laughs> 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 and so it's you know just the, the whole area was converted by Ammon and mm-hmm. his brothers, you know. But Amulon and Amulek, they were the, they became the Amulites and the Amul. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. My 84-year-old brain is starting to waver. <laughs> and I, Since you mentioned at your age, I just want to mention this um, as, an, as an observation. I want to see if you agree or disagree. Um, it appears to me, you know, the kind of the top two theories right now are Mesoamerican and Harland. And it seems like 
and I hate to say this, <laughs> the Heartlanders are dying off. They're getting old. They're 84 years old. They're oh yeah, they're, okay. They're dying, and the Heartlanders are like young, youthful. <laughs> they're on the ascendancy, and it really feels to me like it almost feels like there's going to be a kind of a, a shift where there's going to be more Heartlanders than than mezzo people. And I'm going to put you in the mezzo camp, even though you're not, you're not John Sorensen or anything. But um, I mean, do you agree or disagree with that? I mean, you've got some other f- theories, Baja, Melee, um, Delmarva, Del yeah. <laughs> South America. I, I, I think there's a problem with putting him in the mezzo group because it's, the mezzo has all the problems with direction and everything. Uh, this is really a different uh, stands on its own type of uh, true, but it's still subject to a lot of the same. It just hasn't had the exposure, is all right. If it had the exposure, I think that it would uh, it would carry the day. Well, you need to start your own firm foundation conference. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> the Yucatan conference or something. We are because I think South America kind of has the same problem. I haven't. I haven't it's been hard for me to. I don't know why. I've, I've had a real hard time. I've been trying for eight years trying to get somebody to propose South America and nobody will come on. But uh, so I appreciate you coming on, but, but it just seems like those are the kind of the top two and the others are fringe, you know? Yeah. When we started to uh, merge, some of the people said, oh no, another model, you know, that was the reaction we and got. See, I'm like, another model? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? This well, is great. Let me, let me show you something I'm working on right now. I've got about 10 pages. Or, okay, get your microphone and close About up. 10 pages of I- issues that deal with geography. Okay. Or a total of about 400 scripture references to scripture geography. references. See, everybody has those scripture references, and it always fix the, fits their model the best, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you know... When, when you we, create your own list, it's easy to pass. <laughs> that's for sure. I, I, I've experienced that. But we did come out flying in, 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 in really good way, uh, way with the uh, the Book of Mormon Central mo- uh, okay. uh, audit. They, they put together a spreadsheet where it listed all these requirements, and then you could put in how you fit the requirements and your directions and do it on Google Map and everything, and you could figure out, well, how much the degrees are you off of north and so forth. And and their Mesoamerica would fit because they would allow north to be plus or minus 45 degrees. But if you narrowed it down to like plus or minus 10 degrees, we're the only model that come close to fitting. Yeah. Do they have a melee representative on there? Baja. <laughs> well, they invited everybody to participate. Yeah. And so, and I tried to get them. I had a pretty good relationship going on with the, with the Heartlanders. And I, we, I've talked to them a lot. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. I find it. In, they are passionate, I'll say that. Well, but yeah. they, don't have, they don't have one model. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they do they, have multiple models. Their cities right. move all over. Yeah. yeah, there's there's several of it, but but anyway, I would challenge anybody to help. Okay, me. here's a challenge, listeners, right here. Yeah, I challenged anybody to come along and fill out how they feel like their their model fits. Okay, I almost have, I'd say ninety percent. I I have five of the as a top score. In other words, if you have, uh, so you rate your each criteria one to five. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And if they're totally out, I'd be at my minus five. Okay, if they just it just doesn't fit. And so, uh, and so I challenge. And but I would cons- I would measure that eighty percent of my of this four hundred, but I have a five on mine. 
I mean, it just, every one of them, just, it fits, fits, fits. And so uh, this is about eight pages, I guess, of, of, of these uh, things right here. So I challenge anybody to come and help. Let's go through this. We need to, you know, my plea is we got to have a consensus. Somewhere, we, somewhere somebody's got to say. We're just creating more and more theories. Well, yeah. there just needs to be a consensus on a criteria to evaluate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know John Sorensen has come up with one, and uh, he's, he's, like you, dared people to compare against that. So, <laughs> Well, I think his was used in this uh, with Book Mormon Central. Oh, it was? It was the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was more, after, it was more designed. Well, I would say I, I won't get myself into trouble. But, uh, Come on. But, we like trouble. <laughs> but, but I would, I, I, what I would suggest is they take the BYU hypothetical model and use that as a guide to develop this, this, this if, if, you know, and, uh, but we did really well. We had 100% on, the, 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 we were the only ones that did, they got every one of them right. But we had to change a little bit because it, it didn't, it, it fit, it, it wasn't fitting. The, were there the, any geology questions in there? I think Jerry Grover would have a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to go back to your comment about the, the volcanoes. Okay. If you've got several volcanoes all exploding at the same time, you're going to have darkness over the whole Yucatan Peninsula. Right. So the fact that they're down around uh, Lake Atalan and so forth doesn't really matter because they're going to cover the whole peninsula with a mist of darkness. I think Jerry would disagree with you on that, but and he's a geologist, so I'm going to defer to him. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's discussed multiple uh, simultaneous... Uh, yeah, he did, he did. But okay. even even then... It it you know, I mean as big as Mount St Helens was, I don't remember seeing any ash. <laughs> well, everybody west of it, did, uh, east of it did, uh, and I we were in Portland, uh, actually near Portland, and we got ash covered our yard. Yeah, uh, and so we didn't see the mist. Uh, we didn't see the real cloud darkness necessarily because right. it, it was a later eruption that hit us. But it was pretty widespread as far as how far it covered, all the way across the state of Washington. Well, there's no doubt that part of, part of if you had several volcanoes erupt, there would be a good part of our model that would be under that area. Not all of it. And, and I'm not sure the Book of Mormon says it covered all, all of the lands of the Book of Mormon. Well, you're going to have to go back to 3rd Nephi and update your criteria here. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, uh, it talks about it happening. Uh, but, you know, when Christ came, he came a considerable time after the destruction, if you read that real close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 11 months later. Yeah, 11 months later. And so, and so uh, I don't know. That, I need to talk to your, your friend. Yeah, I'll, I'll put you in touch. I'm sure he'll. Jerry's a great guy. He's fun. I've got him coming back on. So, in fact, okay, he's he translated the characters document, and that's uh, that will be out by the time this is out. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the things too, you know, there's the, uh, the uh, and it came to pass, you know, uh, and there's there's a, those characters are within our our model. They're, and it came to pass. Yeah, you know those character those glyphs. That on the on the stela, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking you know, about. You know, well, you've got a stela that's got those uh, characters and came, yeah, came, yeah, came, to came to pass, and they are in in our area, 
in our in our proposed area. Okay. And so you know, just there's just lots of things that uh, that I and I don't I don't know if there's anything I, a lot of things I've missed here. But I, that's okay. That's okay. So your website, give us to one more one more time, when, so people can check it out. Uh, Bookofmormonlands.org. Book org. Yeah. And uh, it's Bob Roylance. Yeah. And uh, Richard Terry. And Richard Terry, and he's a former BYU professor, doctor, ag, ag professor. No, no, he's. Uh, well, yeah, he was. Uh, when it was, well, that's a long story. Agronomy is that what you he's said? An agronomist, but when it, when the when the uh, Church moved the agriculture department to, to BYU Idaho. He stayed here and went into their plant uh, plant sciences. Plant sciences. Oh, okay. And then he started doing this thing at uh, down in Guatemala and Belize and Yucatan, okay. and all the, determining what the, the what the, what the ancient crops did or why they did it. You know, you know. For instance, for instance, it talks about lot or uh, not lot. Uh, um, oh man! I'm sorry. The the fellow that built the big city in the game preserve, Lib Lib Lib. Well, he he says you go into that area below where 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 he was describing, and the animals there are were eating back in those days. I mean, this, this sounds really strange that he could even determine that, but. He seems to be able to do it. They were eating native stuff. Where you go out of that reserve, then the, the deer and the stuff were eating the corn and things from they were stealing from the farmers. He says you could tell the difference, almost the line, where <laughs> the game reserve ended. And uh, so those are some it's kind of fun little All things. All the ones that were eating people food got fat, right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it talks about, That's the, what happened it talks about the highways, you know. Yeah. Highways that in the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we got highways going everywhere there, and uh, uh, more so than any other place, by far, by far. And they all come together through that narrow neck, you know. And and when you start talking about numbers, uh, now they're expecting, they're anticipating. There's 20 million people that are associated with all this stuff they're new finding. That's about the, the right number that's required for Book of Mormon numbers. And other other models can't even begin to to uh, to generate those kind of numbers. If you go into the uh, land northward on these other uh, Mesoamerican models, there's there's a few uh, there's uh, there's one in Oaxaca that might fit a minor village. Uh, there's a little pile of dirt between La Venta and something else. But there's nothing there that will even come. Cl- to match to meeting that 20 million number, and so the 20 million number has to be is 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 fits the the uh, Yucatan really well, or the northern northern Guatemala and, and Belize, mm-hmm. and uh, so to me that's that's a major issue. To me that is a major issue. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I've kept you a long time, and uh, I don't want to take up your whole afternoon, but. Uh, Bob Roylance and Russell Anderson, I'd like to thank you guys, okay. especially Russell. Thank you for arranging this for me. It's always nice when uh, when my listeners arrange interviews for me. So, <laughs> really appreciate you guys for here, being here on Gospel Tangents. Okay, thank you. Glad to help.
I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Bob Roylance and Russell Anderson. Thank you for setting that up with me. So really fun to get another perspective on the Book of Mormon. In our next conversation, we're going to turn to the Hans Mill massacre site with archaeologist Paul DeBarth. Because my students have been digging in Caldwell County and digging at Hans Mill, and we got an invitation to give a presentation to the, to the uh, Caldwell County Historical Society meeting in Polo. And on the way to that presentation, uh, the question came up, here we're digging on what the Mormons call the Hans Mill Massacre site, but we're presenting to the Caldwell County Historical Society, which had a bunch of people that were on the attacking group in it. How do we address this matter and not be offensive? And I left it in the hands of the students, and they presented that night on the Hans Mill incident. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, subscribe on either Patreon or at GospelTangents.com. For just $5 a month, you can hear the entire audio uninterrupted. On our $10 tier, if you'd like to see the whole video, you can see that uh, either on YouTube.com slash GospelTangents, or I've got a special Facebook group devoted for uh, full videos. So subscribe at GospelTangents.com and uh, sign up for just $10 a month. For $20 a month, if you'd like to get some bonus content, uh, maybe some of the stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor, you can sign up for that. And then if you'd like to talk to me for $100 a month, we'll, we'll do a monthly phone call on something like Zoom, and you can ask me anything you want. So thanks again. Also, don't forget about the merch, mugs, T-shirts, um, hats, things like that. I'm trying to get the ties up there. Hopefully I can get up, up there. And uh, thanks again for watching Gospel Tangents and click here for some more videos.